I want to talk metals with our next guest. We have Zane Callion joining us, the CEO and director of Infinity Stone Ventures. Zane, welcome and thanks for taking the time to join us this morning. I want to begin with the PMI numbers out of China, stronger than expected. Is it the news that metals that, well, uh, been very much dormant? Uh, copper, for example, iron ore on the move higher today. Is this the news they've been looking for to give them a boost? Yeah, I think it's great sentiment, and it's it's really kind of helping buoy the market. I think you're seeing that whipsaw effect from the data that came out of the Fed over the past two weeks, and now you're kind of seeing this more positive data coming out of China with regard to manufacturing. Um, but I do think that it might be a little bit short-lived. Like you're you're coming off the lows, so those numbers are percentage gains on kind of the lows over the past mm -hmm. year, where China had basically a dead sector, and now you're starting to see kind of that that rebound. Um, so at, while at the same time you are kind of starting to see positive sentiment, we'll kind of see how sustained that is and if the numbers continue to increase at the same rate. I like that. Uh, uh, sustainability is key, obviously. And uh, to your point here, it's not just China in many ways, right? I mean, uh, the U.S. stronger than da expected data. And one could argue an ideal situation right now for commodities. We've got the Fed slowing the pace of rate hikes, potentially uh, uh, slowing, uh, well, not only the pace, uh, but uh, might stop at some point this year. You've got China now picking up in, in terms of growth. I mean, this is a, one could argue a Goldilocks scenario. Yeah, I still think we're at this base of what a lot of people are calling a, a commodity super cycle. I think this kind of turnover in, in, in rates obviously has been dri driving that. The slowdown in, in rate hikes is starting to kind of see that turn. You're starting to see increases in, in a lot of prices. And I think we're, we're in a good spot. But at the same time, I think there's going to be still a lot of volatility over the coming months. Like as everyone in the market specifically re um, reacts to a lot of the data. So you're starting to see changes in the data and maybe we are gonna have a couple more rate hikes or uh, higher rate hikes. Um, maybe they're gonna extend longer. Um, and we're just gonna continue to react to that. But I think in the long term, if you look over the next 12, 18, 24 months, we are really gonna, we're in the best spot for a really great commodities market. You know, it does seem that way. And, uh, you know, um, I want to talk a little bit about that because there's a fair amount of, uh, well, anti-China sentiment right now, some geopolitical concerns out there, right? A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about balloons. Now, today, it seems like the focus is on the FBI and kind of trying to identify this origin of COVID. But uh, does deglobalization really matter or is demand uh, for these products remain, whether it's individually or collectively? I mean, we've got an enormous amount of EV expansion going on. Uh, you know, much like the China uh, reopening report, uh, or reopening uh, scenario in the narrative, I mean, many would argue it's not a matter of if, just when. Yeah, I, I do think that it might be a little bit overblown. I think there is a very big focus on China, and I don't think you're going to see, well, you're going to see a big turnover in manufacturing, kind of an outflow of manufacturing out of China. You're already seeing the American Chamber of Commerce in China um, surveying their members, and a lot of these companies are trying to figure out how they can move manufacturing to Vietnam, how they can hmm. move manufacturing to India. Um, you're seeing the largest manufacturer of AirPods, for instance, is looking at how they can move all of their AirPod manufacturing to, to Vietnam currently. Um, just so they can get it out of China. And I think a lot of that is really gonna kind of continue, but at the same time, China's still a very large manufacturing hub. Um, and a lot of the metals, a lot of the raw materials, and then a lot of the finished goods are still coming from that market. And I don't think that's gonna change massively. I think it's a lot of rhetoric around kind of change, but I think at the end of the day, um, it'll really hurt the market if you kind of put those hard caps on, on uh, exports from China.
you know, we're looking at crude oil kind of adrift around the $75 level here. So uh, maybe a, a little bit more of a level-headed approach towards some of these ex, uh, expansion or expectations here from China. Let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, metals here more specifically in terms of this commodities discussion. I want to talk about the supply side because, again, covering uh, the demand and talking China obviously is just half of the story. I'm hearing investors really need to see uh, some declines in terms of uh, some of the inventories before they start to come back into the market. Yeah, I think if you look at uh, lithium as a, as a pretty good example, you're starting to see that a lot of lithium manufacturers in China are starting to give discounts to a lot of the uh, EV car manufacturers in China. Hmm. Um, and you've already seen the lithium price start to come off a little bit. Um, at the end of the day, the lithium price is still considerably higher than it was uh, even a year ago. And I think that those, that high price is still still going to be sustained as you see this big turnover in energy transition. Um, but you are seeing that, yeah, the market is slowing a little bit and there are concerns about what the future of production looks like, what the future of demand looks like. And I think you're just going to see that continued volatility um, in the price of a lot of commodities. Um, but at the same time, I think copper is in a great spot. I think with what's going on with the U.S. dollar, with you kind of see gold hitting these support levels at 1800, um, I hope we're going to continue to see those prices kind of rebound a little bit. But in that market, I think gold is gold is going to lead the charge, and then you're going to start to see copper kind of come off the bottom there too. Um, especially as manufacturing, I think will continue to increase in China, um, and hopefully we'll see some rhetoric that kind of maybe cools off a little bit of the tensions globally in terms of deglobalization and issues between China and the U.S. Zane, let's talk a little bit about uh, Canada, our neighbors in the north. And uh, you put in your notes how uh, critical mineral mining is going to be to help uh, their economic growth. Ultimately, we would benefit from that as well. For sure, yeah. Well, Canada is very focused on building a, a really kind of turning over their focus on or our focus on um, fossil fuels and natural gas and oil production um, to really kind of focus on critical minerals. We've already seen one lithium mine be uh, permitted this year. Um, I think you're going to continue to see more lithium mines continue to be permitted. Um, and then when you look at the kind of base metals, copper, nickel, et cetera, um, we've always been a leader in, in the production of those metals and we've had we have massive mines. And I think you're going to continue to see, start to see more, uh, more demand um, and more focus on those mines being built out. Okay, we'll continue to keep an eye on these products here, obviously directly tied to uh, what we watch very closely as far as growth, uh, rates ultimately, the impact the Fed's having on the economy and the demand uh, for these commodities. Zane, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for sharing your Wednesday with us. Zane Callian, CEO and Director of Infinity Stone Ventures.